podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of March 7th, 2020. A new acquisition story, and it's not a brewery for a change. Blanton's Gold coming to a liquor store nowhere near you. Do you want a 32% ABV Bud Light? Maybe? Jesus has been blessing Italian plumbing, it seems. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's jump right into it. So our first news story, as usually tends to be, is about a brand new acquisition. Who bought who? Uh, okay. Was it, uh, did Sierra Nevada buy Coors? No. No. Um, uh, well, let's dive right in here. And, uh, untapped everyone's favorite check-in app has purchased everyone's snobby beer site, Beer Advocate. <gasps> yes. <laughs> uh, Next Glass, the company building software tools for beer enthusiasts, breweries, and bars, restaurants, and retailers focused on the craft segment, has announced it has acquired certain assets of Beer Advocate, including the popular beeradvocate.com website, an independent online community of enthusiasts, and professionals dedicated to supporting and promoting better beer. Wow, they've got a really good tagline. Yeah, that's... Those never... guys knew what they were doing. They did. Wow. That is that is just sexy, the way it comes <laughs> off the tongue. Uh, since its inception in 1996, com has grown into the largest and most diverse beer community online. And the, considered... one, the one least owned by AB InBev. <laughs> yes. Uh, Selly Point. Competitor to Rate Beer, owned by <laughs> AB InBev. Uh, it's considered one of the go-to websites for beer and the benchmark for beer reviews and ratings, and we've used it for a long time. But we'd also been kind of like side-by-side using Untapped. But I guess that might be changing. Hey. <laughs> uh, Next Glass understands Beer Advocate's place in the craft beer community and long-standing forum for in-depth beer reviews with a unique and passionate community. While there are plans to invest in new features and team members to benefit the Beer Advocate community, the content in Beer Advocate user profiles, forums, and beer pages will remain unaltered. Beer Advocate will join untapped under the Next Glass corporate umbrella. However, both will maintain their own distinct and separate platforms and brands for current and future users to enjoy. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, feels like they're in the same ballpark, so it's just one that you typically use either uh, through a web browser or... Uh, you know, mobile on on the computer, or if you're mobile, you're you're pulling up your browser to search. Pretty much nobody's doing Untapped from a web browser, and yeah, that it's the perfect joining of things. It it really is. Uh, if we can, if this union makes uh, Beer Advocate easier to access mobily, that would be very amazing. <laughs> I it feel would. like the today I learned here is Next Glass, huh? That was that's the name of. 
untapped, basically? Yeah, that's their Didn't know that. corporate entity. <laughs> I, I, I don't know which one came first. I, presu- I feel like they probably came up with untapped and then decided, hey, we're going to make a thing called Next Class so it can be the holding company for this. Probably. Yeah. We can... I'm willing to bet that's how it went. Uh, communities like Beer Advocate and Untapped are important pillars of the brewing industry and deserve good stewardship, said Trey Smith, president of Next Class. We've demonstrated an appreciation for the integrity of these platforms and the importance of the vision of founders. Not the brewery. Uh, we've, wor- founders. <laughs> we've worked hand-in-hand with Untapped founder Greg Avula over the last five years and improved untapped user experience and we'll do the same with beer advocate to ensure the brand remains true to its long-held central tenant respect beer did get to meet greg that was that was fun even though you guys got to do an interview with him and i didn't ask any questions and just kind of remarked so we found out I was a terrible interviewer we've we've talked about it's a good thing gnome was there Brittany was supposed to be the one doing the interview I mean, it's fine. Because she can do interviews. She like she went to college to do it. That's not true. I mean, uh, that I can do that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, no, I think it's true. I've seen the degree. <laughs> that, Pretty that, sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm confident but, that this is the best path uh, for all of us. Next Class is committed to not only helping Beer Advocate, but uh, passionate about protecting and cultivating our unique culture, identity, and community, said Todd Aylstrom fantastic name founder of beer advocate i'm excited for the future and look forward to working with my new co-workers and taking beer advocate to the next level so this does make me wonder is beer advocate going to i just i, I wonder how it's going to change it i mean in it, it you don't want to mess with it too much because you got it for a reason mm. so the yeah it's a lot of the people I talk to, it raises a lot of questions because Beer Advocate's ratings are a lot higher. They're held a lot higher than yeah. Untapped's because Untapped's ratings basically are meaningless. No yeah. one no one takes it's the, user the number. The numbers are complete trash. You might as well not give it. The only like comments, bringing this up to other people, like all you would look at is comment. You've got to find people who are thinking the same way you are about a beer or rate it as like we've come to kind of as a group when we were rating the beer to the style to what they were trying to achieve not to whether or not we liked it and one of the greatest examples of this is urban artifacts pickle beer people get the pickle beer and start rating it like ones and they're like this is terrible and blah 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 blah, and i hate pickles it's like well then why did you get a pickle beer yeah like what purpose was this going to do for you? Like, that's what I was like. I'm not big on pickles, and I drink it. and I'm like, it's like a carbonated pickle. They, they nailed what they were trying to do. Like to style, a hundred percent. You can't deny it. That. Yeah. That's uh, another brewery in town just did a sausage flavored beer called the Versed Beer, and they tried it and they hated it. They're like, it tasted like a sausage, so I had to rate it high, like because. <laughs> what they said they were doing, what they were trying to do, and they, they did it. <laughs> they said sausage. They, they delivered sausage. They, they, never, they never stopped to ask if they should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it does mention in the next paragraph that um, for they're going to do improvements and advancements on the website of Beer Advocate 
and more beer advocate festivals, mm. which I didn't. I don't know if it says more as if like this was a thing that was already happening. Uh, so they are having. There is usually a beer advocate festival. Okay. Okay. So that yeah. that's cool. Maybe because they'll un- like spread them out like you know, location wise. Because be fine. Untapped is really knocking them out of the bar- ballpark with their festivals. Yeah. That could be a yeah. pun intended there because the last one at a. Uh, the next one's happening, like, was it this weekend or next? It's really soon. Mm. But the last one, I remember, got rained out, and there was a horrid storm, and had, like, no one got beer pours and overpaid, and tickets were scalped, and people were trying to get in with scalp tickets that were fake, and it was just, like, a complete crap show. Yeah. So maybe they could get some pointers there. <laughs> yeah, I... You know, I, my, my my main thing is like beer advocates where I go to, to when I want a, a, a good, you know, accurate judge of like, will I like this or is this a good representation of its style? Uh, untapped is where I, I go when I remember to to go, oh, yeah, I had this. I want the badges. Yeah. Give me the badges. Uh, or, so, you know, they're, they're not super competing with each other, I guess. Yeah. So, or untapped is more of like it's a nice record to keep yeah like that is really good so at the end of the year when it's like what beer did i like the best this year and i can just flip back through the year and scroll through i'm like oh yeah that was good oh i remember that that was awesome Ooh, this one i use it for like the uh to see what's trending to see like what i mean well the other day we went wanted to get like a beer ass beer for our fridge and it was like okay well what's what are people yeah she used what's the local thing right now because i haven't you know, she used kept it up as with the local stuff. The litmus test for what's a good, easy to obtain, local, middle of the road kind of beer that we just get a six pack of and have in the fridge, and it seems to have worked. I'm not going to have one of them yet, but That's uh, tasty. Furry Viking in chat <laughs> saying, uh, for him, he uses it kind of like Rotten Tomatoes for beer, and it, yeah, it, like a litmus test. Kind of you just look and you can compare, compare the rating, and you can yeah. kind of look and get just kind of test the waters a little and i do it too like if i'm looking on the shelf and i see something i haven't seen before i'm like well, what's ron tomatoes say about or ron tomatoes, what's the tab say about this thing oh well it's got decent reviews what are they uh they're saying this this okay let's give it a shot yeah so for, for me I, I use beer advocate like that when i'm shopping for show beer because i want to find something good because i want to talk about it and i'm like all right what's like if i'm looking for something i'm, I'm completely it you know out in left field about what the style is. I'm just like, ah, uh, okay. So yeah, that is another thing. It's gonna get like sort by ratings. I uh, I don't want to like. What's the highest thing I can find? Yeah. So yeah, Beer Advocate has that going for it, uh, where you can get like the top list for a style, which we've also yeah. used on the show before, and that's fantastic. We're like, okay, we're gonna be talking about this style. What are what are like the top tens? So I can see if I can find some of those. And it would just like flat out give you whatever you're, I need a finished sati, and it's like, well, here's the top ten finished sati's. Guess what? There's one. It's <laughs> yeah. bear bear from off color, and you're not finding another one. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you know what else you're not finding? What's that? Uh, Blanton's Gold Edition. You're damn right. <laughs> Despite uh, being made in the U.S., not all bourbon is widely available stateside, or even Kentucky side. I was going to say, most of it not available Kentucky side. Like, do n- If you're coming here for bourbon tourism, don't expect to buy your bourbon here. Buy it in your duty-free shop on your way home, because you're not going to find it here. Mm-hmm. Well, occasionally bourbon fans have to travel abroad to find a particularly rare, noteworthy expression of their favorite brands. Now, one beloved whiskey is finally coming home. Uh, we're pulling this from Vine Pair, by the way. Mama, but due to popular demand... Mama, it's coming home. 
<laughs> Due to popular demand, Blanton's Gold Edition single barrel bourbon will soon be available in the U.S. According to a uh, uh, press release, uh, Chris Comstock, Blanton's senior uh, marketing director, had said the brand is thrilled to finally be able to offer the 103-proof expression of the award-winning whiskey in limited annual editions. To this point, proof? only the original 93-proof had been available stateside. Mm. I like this prospect. But again, there it's going to be a raffle item. Yeah. Your local liquor store, if they get this in, there's going to be a big raffle, and it's going to be a big political upheaval as to who gets it. Because it's probably going to be a friend of the owner. Yeah. Well, who magically wins the raffle. <laughs> Blanton, distilled in Kentucky's venerable Buffalo Trace Distillery, is named after Colonel Albert B. Blanton, who ran the distillery after the end of Prohibition. Blanton supposedly handpicked the facility's best barrels to age a private reserve whiskey, which inspired his eventual successor, Harlan T. Lee, uh, Harlan T. Lee to do the same in 1984. Uh, while American, uh, American in origin, the major bourbon market at the time was Japan, leading to most of Blanton's products being sold exclusively overseas. Uh, I Blanton's remember a time when I could find a bottle of regular Blanton's on the shelf. They, they used to just sit there. We could walk through. I, it's a thing. I don't even think they sell the the staves anymore at the gift shop at Buffalo Trace. You could buy. Uh, I don't think they do. Yeah. Uh, barrel staves with little holes because all the Blanton's bottles. I think there's is it five or seven different uh, toppers that are a horse mid gallop, but it's a mm. different stage of gallop. And you can get, if you collect all of them and line them up on the stave, it's a horse running. Well, people used to do it. It's a fun thing. Like, ah, oh, I could go dig through the bottles. Like, the, the, There would be multiple bottles on a shelf, and you could go find the one with the topper that you needed. That was the shtick for that. You can't find a single bottle of Blanton's anymore to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, Blanton's Gold will be available starting this summer at the suggested price of $120. The press release notes that this year's batch, described as having a full and rich taste marked by apricot, butter, pepper, light honey, and oak, will be a very limited release, meaning you have to race to your later stickler store to get it. Bourbon lovers, take your marks. Mm. Yeah. That, uh... Will not see it. <laughs> will not see it. No, it won't hit a shelf. I, I promise you that. Uh... <laughs> uh... But, yeah, I, I'd like to try some. Mm. But I know that I will not find any. Uh, nope, uh, you'll be able to find it secondary market. I am willing to bet for over $200 a bottle. Yeah, I'm good. No, I won't, because I won't go to a secondary market. Mm. Oh, neither will I. I'm just saying it's Someone available. Can. Yeah. You can get Pappy uh, secondary market right now. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Mm. Uh, what else you can get right now? Or sometime soon. Heard a piece. Hmm? Well, Close. okay. Uh, customizable ABV <laughs> no, on your beer. Herpes, I was right. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> Close. Uh, herpes is always available. <laughs> Especially in bars. Um, no limits. Going, it's going, going on my tombstone now, isn't it? <laughs> Dude, your tombstone can only be so long. At this point, you've got like 12. No, I'm going to have an obelisk. <laughs> and it's going to have... He's going to be like Nick Cage, and he's going to get that big tomb that's a pyramid oh gonna be like bender and gonna have a giant statue remember that you can see from me snake shouting remember me with a casino <laughs> and it will be a neon yes oh yeah 
Uh, okay. Uh, so, the future is here, and it's customizable ABV beer. Uh, that's according to Steve Indrahus, uh, operations director at Tommyknocker Brewing in Idaho Springs, Colorado. On Saturday, uh, he told the Colorado Sun that alcohol by choice, a new on-premise beer delivery system, could revolutionize the beer world. Also, alcohol by choice sounds really strange. It does. <laughs> it does. It also, like, my brain just immediately sends up warning flags of, it'll get you drunk. <laughs> I immediately, alcohol by choice. And I'm sitting here going, I'm pro-choice. <laughs> uh, uh, through a patented process, or, yeah. Through a patented brewing process called Bruvo, of course it is, <laughs> Sustainable Bre- Beverage Technologies, SBT, has created a highly concentrated, non-alcoholic version of Tommyknocker's best-selling Blood Orange IPA. A proprietary tap system combines this concentrate with sparkling water and an optional dosage of neutral-flavored alcohol, allowing bargoers to choose whether they want a sober, ses- sessionable, or serious drink. Um, In the chat, Furry Viking, I'm just curious about alcohol not by choice. <laughs> you will drink. Uh, yeah, that, that gets into a different discussion. Um, technically, the beer concentrate... You, you like a freshman. <laughs> the beer concentrate is not brewed in the same process as traditional beer. Still, SBT founder... <laughs> you Pat- don't say. <laughs> no shit. Uh, Patrick Tatera maintains that both the non-alcoholic and the higher ABV beer are the exact same beer adding that this gives the brewer the opportunity to offer one beer at a variety of ABVs. Uh, an innovation like this raises two questions. First, will consumers know enough about the typical ABV content of beer to make informed choices when ordering? And second, does alcohol by choice beer even taste any good? <laughs> Look, if you're Look, if you're doing here's, the ABV, here's, here's you don't my, care about taste. Oh, go ahead. No. I was gonna say if you're doing like if you're off like if you're gonna take it to a point to where it's like I wouldn't recommend putting that much alcohol in your beer, you don't care about like <laughs> give me thirty <laughs> percent, sir. You don't want that. I want it. <laughs> it's like I'm here for alcohol poisoning. No, I want to walk up, say, all right, here's here's your beer. What ABV would you like it at? Fifty, <laughs> <laughs> sir. Sir, we can't. Don't you lie to me. 100 proof. <laughs> Jesus. Set this beer at 100% ABV. <laughs> Sir, there's nothing left at that point. I said 100. You're drinking rubbing alcohol. Ethanol. Um, <laughs> so, carbonated uh, ethanol. <laughs> uh, yeah, the carbonated part. Uh, so he does say, in, uh, regarding, I think, the second question of whether or not it tastes good, uh, while the first run has been really encouraging, it's not as good as tradi- traditional stuff. <laughs> Still, he considers it more flavorful than other traditional low ABV beers on the market and is optimistic about further quality improvements down the line. So, with our Free previous... Viking says, do it, Mr. Scott. Now I'm just picturing them, like, at the tap going, <laughs> She can't not take anymore, Captain! I'm giving it all she's got! <laughs> Yeah, somebody has to do that, please. So, no, with our recent stories about uh, synthahol becoming a reality, like, you know, synthesized alcohols and all this stuff, and people are trying to fake uh, aged whiskey without aging and all, and now you can just add your ABV at the tap for some beers. Yeah. 
it's going to be, in 10 years, what is this landscape going to be? Like, things are going to be just bananas upside down crazy. It's, what it comes down to is just people being lazy. Because it's like, <laughs> let's age whiskey with sound. And it's like, and it's able to reverse itself if it sits in the bottle too long. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> you that, that just means you have to place it on your uh, on your speaker system at home. <laughs> Keep it, keeping a constant state of agitation. So keeping like, a constant state of Metallica. I was gonna say you're just you're just playing um, like Enter Sandman <laughs> until the end of time, <laughs> and it's like, but that's only actually five times. So a, a quick aside to that. Um, <laughs> apparently, they bowed out of all their like Ohio shows because they had a number of Ohio festivals they were gonna be playing Metallica. And it was like, oh, because I guess James slipped back into old habits. Like he slipped back into alcohol real hard while being on the road or something. And that's, and everyone's like, oh, he's like, he's like bowing out of shows for his health and to, you know, get himself back on the right track. Like, oh, well, does that mean they're going to take their blackened whiskey off the market? It's like, no. They'll keep, they'll Look, keep, they like money. They'll keep profiting from it. Mostly because they're not stupid. Uh, All right. You know. You know. You know what else? Maybe maybe someone else can get you something that's thirty-two percent on tap. You know what else profited from alcohol? Getting <laughs> hmm. profit. Uh, so, uh, in addition to. Uh, getting whatever whatever ABV beer on a tap now if you're in Italy you can just go up to your go up to your water spout get some wine because Italian village delighted by Lambrusco wine coming out of their taps what was there a short plumber wearing red involved <laughs> dungarees no that would have been if mushrooms came out <laughs> Psychedelic mushrooms. Which is a a whole different excitement level. To say wine flows like water metaphorically signifies the carefree abundance. Uh, But in this case, in one small Italian town, it briefly became a reality. (laughs) On Wednesday uh, (laughs) of this week, uh, residents of the village Setekanani, located eight miles south of Modena and northern Italy, were pleasantly surprised to find Lambrusco suddenly coming out of their taps. Uh, Unlike the biblical water to wine miracle at Cana, there is no divine intervention to credit this case, rather just a valve malfunction to the local winery, Cantina Setecani, which is connected to the public water supply. Uh... I'm not even into wine, and I'd, I'd, I'd be pleasantly surprised as well. I mean, <laughs> okay. Granted, the shower would be a little awkward. There's a picture here of, like, just oh, just a, a regular, like, kitchen sink, and then just pouring from it is just bubbly wine. And all I can think of them is like, quick, get the pots and pans under here. We were going to clean those. We're filling them with wine now. <laughs> Priorities. That's I would have been drinking buckets of wine. I don't I don't even really drink. I don't like. I've not found a wine I would like yet. I couldn't even tell you the style of wine I like. But, <laughs> but if it case, came out of my if it came out of my sink for free, right? I'd have my head under there. Just uh, we gotta drain the lines. <laughs> I would be drinking buckets of it. I would just have uh, like a horse pail. <laughs> <laughs> we'd get you that. We'd take that pail. 
get a special strap and put it around your neck, and so when it came time to eat, you just dip your head into the wine and go, oh, well, we'll just be blowing bubbles in. <laughs> put a crazy straw in there so the kids can enjoy. <laughs> uh, anyway, the pressure of wine is greater than that of water, and the wine flooded into the public water network, Kanta Setakani, representative uh, Louisa Ma Magliuti, told the Telegraph. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Special strap for his wine bucket that he would drink from for a biking. I was like, I looked up at the chat and I was like, oh dear. I have several special Going straps. Off the rails here. Uh, I don't know if we ever found the rails to start with. Anyway, the issues went unnoticed at the winery for about an hour before the <laughs> valve was fixed. Uh, and the wine's free wine supply was cut off. Do you just imagine they looked over and they went, man, nothing seems to be getting over there. Do you have that on? Uh, maybe it's just not. Oh, oh crap! Oh no! Where could it be going? Meanwhile, in in the village, like it's the greatest day. Fill up! And of course, no one's gonna say the anything. public fountain <laughs> spraying wine. Everyone's oh just my like God. licking like, it. There's just like a statue, like a little little cherub, and it's just spewing out <laughs> wine out of its mouth. And there's a small kid underneath, just like ah. There's a wino drowning in the base of it. Uh, the uh, let's see. Uh, in that brief period, the, the winery estimates it lost 1,000 liters or 264 <laughs> gallons of its premium Lambrusco. Wow. <laughs> and some people ended up washing their clothes. You can think about the mundane things that people accidentally mm -hmm. did with that. Yeah. Oh, someone put in a load of whites. <laughs> They're never getting that, that scent out either, though. That's fantastic, uh, though. You don't need any gain. You know, you're good. Some of this had wine. been bottled by quick-thinking residents of the town to enjoy later at lunch or dinner, according to the Gazeta de Modena. I mean... So was it... Anyway, go, quick, get that bottle and a cork. So since it reversed, was it water, like a watered-down version, or was it just the straight wine flowing through the pipes? Imagine initially, it was probably a watered-down version. But if they're losing a thousand liters in an hour... No, I bet yeah. you they're getting straight wine. <laughs> Pressurized wine. That's like the best. Oh my uh, God. They, the city, uh, the Cantina Setacani later apologized for the inconvenience in a Facebook post, but assured that it did not involve any hygiene or sanitary risks. While some residents co uh, co uh, posted concerned comments about the security of their town's water system, others made light of the situation. Next time the valves open from 7.30 onwards for happy hour, one resident suggested. <laughs> Look, they should just make it a feature and turn it into a festival. Now that they know it can be done. It's a feature, not a bug. Exactly. No, wouldn't you do that? Just capitalize on it and start, like, and let everyone know, like, a year in advance. So everyone can set up Airbnbs and the town can really <laughs> advertise it. Yeah. And be like, for this hour, all the taps, we're going to, they'll do a, re replicate the mistake and make wine flow from every tap in the city. The bathing of the drunks. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, it will be as the Romans had intended. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, you know what else the Romans intended? Uh, <laughs> a, a, a worldwide stout? Yes. In yes. Utopus Barrows? Yes. They intended for us to never have good things. What? We had good <laughs> things. What did, what, did, what did Rome intend, actually? Uh, ethnic cleansing. <laughs> You can't really tie that. Death of the Gauls. And, uh, <laughs> and anyway. anyone else that wasn't Roman. <laughs> Anywho. But uh, anyway. 
in Milton, Delaware. <laughs> uh, Far from Rome. Yes, very, yes. Uh, makers of some of the world's most extreme craft beers, Dogfish Head Brewery collaborate, uh, collaborates with Samuel Adams to release an already rumored about rarity, Utopius Barrel Aged Worldwide Stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, so is ready. We already got to have uh, the Cincinnati Tap Room, Sam Adams, uh, Utopius Barrel Aged Barley, barley Topia, Wine, yeah. Barley Topius, mm-hmm. which was great. Yes, it was, was fantastic. But uh, worldwide stouts already eighteen percent. <laughs> if we're just adding them together, because <laughs> that's how that's how ABV works, then right? One plus one equals fish. <laughs> <laughs> In this instance, I mean. <laughs> Uh, time you've had enough of this? <laughs> yes. Uh, this limited edition ageable ale combines the best of two highly sought-after brews. Dogfish Heads Worldwide Stout, a complex imperial stout brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley, and Sam Adams Utopius, a unique blend of aged ales dating back more than 25 years. After sitting for seven months in freshly emptied Utopius barrels, a new iteration of Worldwide Stout was born. Utopius barrel-aged Worldwide Stout. A jet black, rich and roasty beer with balanced notes of espresso, cocoa, sherry, and vanilla. That sounds just fine. Stop, I can only get some erect. <laughs> uh, clocking in at 17.3% ABV. Not as high as I thought it was going oh. to be. Only 17.3%. Um, I mean, considering Utopias, though, I was just no, like... but Utopias isn't oh, actually oh, okay. a beer. Yeah. Right, this is not Utopias. This is... Just worldwide stout this is aged in, the, in yeah. utopia this is a carbonated beer this is yeah. a carbonated stout it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be like bananas yeah uh limited quantities of this exclusive brew will be available throughout delaware <laughs> in four pack 12 ounce bottles starting friday march 27th and look the regular worldwide we've got till stout, the end of the month you guys the regular <laughs> worldwide stouts like $45 to $50 for a four-pack. This yeah. is going to be easily close to 100 That's true. They don't actually list the price today. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> keep, keep talking. No one is trying to figure out how far it is from Delaware. Either. <laughs> well, how... Uh, so, that's it's going to release in limited quantities. You don't know where it's going to be unless... I'm going to say, uh, unless you go to the Dogfish Head. Like, I'll let you get to that um, part. At Dogfish Head, we are always searching for innovative ways to push the boundaries of craft beer. Whether that's discovering a new-to-brewing culinary ingredient, like using monk fruit to create our full-flavored, low-cal IPA, inventing a new brewing technique like continual hopping, the process behind our 60-minute IPA and 90-minute IPA. Or chicha, where we're all <laughs> just chewing these oh. grains and spitting it into a bucket oh. and then making a beer out of now it. There's trolling, Bob. Oh, um, why? <laughs> why would you do this to me? Or bringing a classic off-centered ale to life in a way like we're doing with Utopia's Barrel Aged Worldwide Stout. Uh, Of course, all of this from Sam Calgioni. And what better way to personify our our explorative why can I read? Explorative mindset than uh, by borrowing some barrels from our pals at Sam Adams to integrate two pioneering, bold, and ageable beers. It's not your pals. They kind of like own you now, but that's fine. <laughs> they bent the knee and that's fine, but it's 10 hours away. That's not bad. That's like so planning it's, it's a trip a, to Disney World. It's like 10 hours there and back. It's it's entirety of West Virginia and Maryland. So it's a full 20 hours of driving. Just to get to Delaware, not even get to somewhere in Delaware, which <laughs> to get the state admittedly, line couldn't take that long compared to the rest of the trip 
Well, Milton, Delaware is where we going. Delaware's not that large anyway, so. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. let her get to the the dinner, which I think is the only guaranteed place you can oh, get. What? Okay. Uh, originally released in '99, Dogfish Head's Worldwide Stout is dark, roasty, and complex with a depth similar to that of a fine port wine. Since its inception, the brewery's released numerous variants, including oak aged vanilla. Uh, aged on oak mm. with real vanilla beans. I didn't care for that one. Uh, bourbon barrel aged, of course. Haven't got to have that um, one. Aged in freshly emptied bourbon barrels with uh, still wet with spirits. <laughs> yes. I have to say. <laughs> That's like... That's, so, so was I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, founder of Sam Adams, Jim Cook, was an early proponent of aging beer and used spirit barrels, releasing one of the first commercial barrel aged beers. You uh, don't say. Tri- <laughs> triple Bach in 94. Just a few short years later, 2002, the brewery debuted Utopias. Reminiscent of a vintage port or fine sherry, each biannual release of Utopias boasts a distinct blend of barrel-aged ales for a truly unique tasting experience. Look, the triple bock was so intense, they're still using some of that first batch of triple bock in every batch of Utopias. (laughs) They are using 25-plus-year-old beer. In every batch, because Jim cooked up something that intense. <laughs> because Jim <laughs> cooked. Uh, so, okay, so the dinner thing that he's talking about. They said, to celebrate the release of Utopia's Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout, Dogfish Head Brewings and Eats will host a special beer experience titled Beyond the Barrels on Friday, April 3rd. Dogfish Head's Beyond the Barrels event includes four delicious courses, each perfectly paired with a barrel-aged beer. During dinner, Mark Safarik, brewmaster at Dogfish Head, and Sam, Sam Calgioni and Samuel Adams Brewers will chat with folks about the barrel aging process, discussing everything from the history of Worldwide Stout and Utopias to the story behind Utopias Barrel Aged Worldwide Stout. Tickets for Dogfish Head's Beyond the Barrels dinner are priced at $85 per person and include four courses, four complimentary brews, gratuity, an exclusive event glass, and a 12-ounce bottle of Utopia's Barrel-Aged Worldwide Stout, signed by Sam Calgioni. What? You know what? That's worth the price of admission. For that, the, like, the, the, that's some value there, I feel. Oh, my gosh. Tickets will be available on Dogfish Head's website starting at 11 a.m. on Wednesday, March 11th. That's this week, you guys, coming this up. This Wednesday. Oh, the course is laid out. Oh, my God. Course one, charred stone fruit salad with tender greens, goat cheese air, crispy quinoa, and a super eight vinaigrette. They had me at goat cheese, but... (laughs) Pairing, assemblage, a blend of Russian Imperial Stout and an English-style barley wine aged for one year in Knob Creek bourbon barrels. What? (laughs) That's to go with your salad. Uh, Go ahead and someone tell us about course two. Pork belly bao bun. Oh. Uh, pickled daikon, pickled carrots, spicy mayo, and cilantro. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, that's... He lost uh, his cilantro. Pa- <laughs> paired with a rye barrel-aged 120-minute IPA, Dogfish Head's iconic continually hopped 120-minute IPA aged for eight months in Sycamore Spirits rye whiskey barrels. Oh. Crying out loud. And then braised short rib with creamy polenta. Uh, Kipolini onion, mushroom, uh, bacon, lardons, and braising jus. Uh, this is, of course, paired with the Utopia's Barrel Age Worldwide Stout. So. Course four, upon finish, 
with a double chocolate brownie, house-made Utopia Sparrow-Age Worldwide Stout ice cream, cold-brewed <laughs> froth, and Luxardo cherry puree, paired with Utopias, the 2019 vintage. $85 is not that much money, That is guys. not. That is, oh. I have a Prius. We can get to Delaware. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just trying to think in my head of someone... Has someone already scheduled vacation for that weekend? I'm just like, I mean, I've got vacation days left. <laughs> I do. I've also got a child. My parents child would be drink, so excited I mean, to be watch there. him. <laughs> My parents would be like, yes, wow. yeah, bring them over. Bring, we'll watch them the whole week. Whew. That No, that $85 for that dinner it is entirely worth it. That's worth all the... I mean, that's insane, especially with what you get. Like, not only do you get the dinner, obviously. All, like, but like, one of a kind, you're not getting these beers anywhere else. The, the beer itself and the glass, and then, I don't... Uh, and then, I don't know, Sam Calgy for Canoni? Uh. <laughs> Chat, uh, <laughs> chat's very much in agreement. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so, while we all plan our trips to Delaware... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10 hour drive from Kentucky keep that in mind that's fine <laughs> we have uh, our final story alright well it's it's been a number of years now since uh, Lemmy departed and uh, well in that time Motorhead has put out a dark rum it, it's not a huge surprise it's a surprise that they didn't get their own like Jack Daniels label, considering yeah. Lemmy's <laughs> affinity for Jack Daniels. Lemmy kept them in business during lean times. He did. By himself. <laughs> he pretty much propped that company up. So Motorhead Spirits, they have their own spirits brand, uh, has announced its gold award win at the Spirits Business prestigious Rum and Cachaca Masters 2020 for Motorhead Premium Dark Rum in the Rum Aged 7 to 12 Years category uncompromising, iconic, and innovative. Three of the values at the core of legendary rock band Motorhead now extend beyond the stage with their range of high quality and unique spirits. The rest, uh, the result of a close collaboration with the band. Uh, because the band's not doing anything anymore. We work really hard on all of our drinks and are ready to take on anyone. That's always been the Motorhead way, says drummer uh, Mikey D. Originally released in November 2018, Motorhead's Rum has already sold over 100,000 bottles globally and is currently available in more than 15 markets worldwide. Motorhead Premium Dark Rum is crafted with high quality and taste in mind. A product of the finest selection of Caribbean Reserve Rums. It has been aged for eight years in ex-bourbon barrels, as most rum is. The result is a smooth dark brown rum, full-bodied with notes of chocolate, uh... Eric, vanilla, and spicy finish. Enjoy it like Lemmy with no rum and just Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they give a thing. I was like, uh, I feel like he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Lemmy, there's not preferred. Lemmy exclusively drank Jack Daniels. But I like to imagine he's like, well, all right, making money. No, that, that, that's pretty great. Good good on them for winning awards. You got to do something after, you know, your front man's gone. Mm. Uh, yeah, and... Chad's not me. being kind to Queen, who has tried to move on 
after Freddy's passing. <laughs> Look, they're doing it successfully. I'm just saying. They they got to get paid too. Look, uh, Queen has their own thing going for them, where every member has written a number one hit song. I've I mean, heard, I've and, heard good things about the new um, about what's his face, whose name has completely escaped me now. Engelbert Humperdinck and Queen. Yes. Right. That person. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. I think that I think that does it for uh, bloated this rambling. Um, it, it, we should also just briefly say that yeah, our our hearts go out to uh, to all the brewers and employees at Molson Coors, and that is not really an incident that we could really talk about at length on this show, but you can still check the news for current updates on the shooting that happened. And again, yeah, yeah our we can provide no commentary that is respectable enough for that incident. So we chose not to speak of it, but we just wanted to mention it here and say that, yeah, our hearts go out for them. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. Well, uh, we would like to remind everyone, this is our news only show, but we do a weekly long form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support, have a drink, please go to patreon.com slash have a drink show. And we will see you again in a couple of weeks. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. And I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>